0: Oh, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports Page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from the District Sports Page and Doghouse from Dagobah on the line after the National 6-4 win over the Miami Marlins tonight in the nation's capital. Dave will pick it up in the eighth inning when things started getting interesting. Blake Trinan, leadoff walk to D Gordon. That's always a good idea after the Nats rally to tie it up at two. Gordon takes second on the delayed steal as Martin Prado Kays walk to Stanton gets them to Azuna. Four straight sliders for the K. There look like he might get out of trouble. They bring on Matt Grace to face a pinch hitter Jeff Baker. Two on two out. Line drive to right. Harper comes up throwing. Bounces one to the plate. Ramos can't handle it. A run scores there. Three to two. Marlins. Four to two on a grounder up the middle by Ichiro. That Danny Espinosa can't handle. It looked like Blake Trinan had blown
1: another one there. You know, I thought that was um, kind of peculiar managing there uh, from from Matt Williams. Um, he had Blake, Blake Trinan, and he did issue the leadoff walk, but he came back to to get Prado. Obviously, they pitched around Stanton. Um, the left-handed bore coming up, and you had to figure that if um, if Williams countered with the lefty, they were going to pinch hit for him, and that's exactly what happened. And the veteran Jeff, Jeff Baker, the right-handed batter, singled off of lefty Matt Grace uh, to bring the run in. So Williams is now trying to uh, pick his spots, um, you know, managing by the situation instead of by the role, um, and he got got burned for it tonight. I mean, this is a case where. Um, You know, Williams has very limited resources out there in the bullpen. It's either go to the rookie or go to um, the one-year guy or go to the little over a one-year guy. Um, It seems like right now he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't, and tonight uh, they kind of bit him a little bit. Doug has, as
0: we're talking about there,
1: Blake trying it not particularly sharp, but he really came through
0: on uh, Marcelo Zuna, just kept throwing him sliders until he got the swinging K there. Would you have stuck with him at that point, or you go with the lefty and force the Marlins to burn a pay- player? They already uh, had Bohr coming up, Matchups. you up. know they're going to go. As Dave said, you know they're going to go for a right-hander there. Matt's bringing the lefty. Matchups,
2: matchups, match-ups, always match-ups. <laughs> so I, uh, Trinan has... Has been irregular enough that I, I think you you got to go with uh, you, you go with the lefty there. Um, sure, Baker's a, a, a veteran pinch hitter, but mm, on, on the whole of things, I, I'm, I'm good with rolling the dice there. I, I'd take that chance. Uh, it didn't work out, but I, I don't think it was such a bad gamble. Okay. Go to the bottom
0: of the eighth inning after that, Dave. Brian Morris returns a favor for the Nationals. Lead-off walk to Ryan Zimmerman. After Wilson Ramos pops up, Ian Desmond comes up. First pitch cutter puts it on the putting green in center field and Nationals field there. As we said last night, apparently Ian Desmond's slump is over. He gets him up to 4-4 at that point. Tyler Morris singles. Denard's fan doubles. Second and third for U.N.L. Escobar, 4-4 four for four on the night when he steps to the plate five for five after he hits a single to right, drives in both runs, six to four there, great night at the plate by UNL Escobar, nice rally by the Nationals here, all started with the second leadoff
1: walk of the eighth inning. Yeah, you know, it's incredible how often that leadoff walk does come around to score, and, uh, um, you know, terrific night by Escobar. He really has been the National saving grace thus far this season. I wasn't a huge fan of, of the trade that brought him in, but, uh, no one can argue right now that he's been the Nets' best offensive player. Um, Ian Bryce Harper, I should say. Um, you know, been very consistent as a play, getting on base just about every game. Um, and a five for five tonight, just really impressive. Um, also, you know, you go back to, to the Desmond Homer there, a um, first, first pitch cutter. Um, Desmond likes to attack the first pitch, and in a situation there, um, it's it kind of hard to argue. You've got a, a reliever that, um, you know, just walked the guy. Um, you figure that he's going to try to start you off with, with a strike. Got too much of the plate, and Desmond put a really nice swing on it to, to get it out of there. And A um, couple of hits the other night, the home run tonight, um, him shaking out of this funk and contributing to the Nats offense would go a long way to making this team tougher to play against.
0: So has the old Maxim swing hard in case he hit it there. Ian Desmond wanted that one, got what he was looking for, and absolutely crushed it. Also kind of lost in all that. I think Tyler Moore with that two-out single, really big hit there. Gets the Nard fan up, the Span fan doubles, and then Uni comes through. Just a great night at the plate for UNL Escobar. Five for five, run scored, two RBIs. He hit everything he wanted to tonight and really came through at the end there to kind of send that fans rocking with a, a half an inning at, before then. It looked like they'd just blown
2: one. Yeah, with the middle of the order doing nothing, the top and bottom really came through today. Uh, You you know Escobar is just out of his mind, hitting everything all the time. Span, uh, tonight, not just the the straw that stirs the drink, the straw that seems to be drinking the drink as well, coming through there with (laughs) with that double to set up the go-ahead runs. A a wonderful night, because I I was really all set to go off on a rant about how, again, the Nats fall to Seguinho some guy i never heard of who shut them down. And he did for a while, but they came back against some reliever I'd never heard of. So (laughs) a great little uh, concentrated explosion of offense from the Nats, even though they they were scattering hits all through the first part of the game. I'm glad they were uh, finally able to put it together and, and stay ahead. Dave, you go
0: to the ninth inning. Drew Storin's turn, right? But all of a sudden, Tanner Roark warming up in the bullpen emerges from there. Storen's been in the game three days in a row, I believe, two saves in the last two days. They bring on Tanner Roark for the save, his first save opportunity of his career. If I, as far as I know, he might have come in at some point and what ended up a save opportunity, but this is the first one where he's on there as a closer, strikes out Reed Brignac, gives up a single by Dee Gordon, Pops up Prado, and then just when you think they're going to walk Giancarlo Stanton, Tanner Roark decides to attack instead, gets him swinging with a slider, and was, you know, a flashback to that Jordan Zimmerman's relief appearance in NLBS in 2012 when he just went out there extremely pumped and was really firing at all cylinders, and Roark comes up
1: huge tonight and strikes out Stanton and gets saved. Yeah, just m- massive cojones there. I mean, you go down 3-0 and on him. Uh, you give him a two-seamer at 94, which uh, um, is a tick higher than, than Roark usually throws, so I guess he uh, kind of had the juices flowing there. And then there's back-to-back sliders. If you're going to get Gio Carlos Stanton out, you're going to give him sliders that look like strikes when they come out of your hand and fall off the plate, and that's exactly what he did on two straight sliders there, 87 miles an hour, uh, broke off the plate, both were swinging strikes. Just an excellent appearance from Roark today. Um, the Thorin with, with three saves in four nights. I guess he had the night off, but um, but, but Tanner really came out there tonight and uh, um, really showed uh, ice water in the veins facing Stanton in that situation with, as representing the tying run. As we spoke earlier
0: on this uh, this season on this show about giving Roark some high leverage situations, this is not exactly what I had in mind when we were talking about that, but good to see him come out there and come through with the save.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pitching to uh, Stanton with a man on uh, and only uh, a couple couple of runs ahead certainly counts as a high-leverage situation. You look at the fan graph, that bar isn't very high, but that should be read into the top of the graph as far as I'm concerned. That was uh, really uh, an excellent performance out of him. When he went to 3-0, I just thought this was a pitch around. But then he he came back at him after he got the courtesy strike to go 3-1. Wow, that was that was uh, nerve-shaking, senses-shattering excitement right there. Uh, although, let, let me caution you with the with the spirit of the day. Nice strikeout, kid. Don't get cocky. <laughs> I
0: think he used the force on that last slider. Yes, Dave. We'll go back all the way to the beginning because Jordan Zimmerman deserves some chatter here. Hadn't lost a start to the Marlins since May 28th of 2012. Seven and zero, two seven zero ERA, and 12 starts since then. That Nine and three in that stretch, but a 4.88 ERA, 3.16 FIP, 2.94, 3.42, 3.49 line, 27 and two thirds so far this season. Down one nothing early after a Martin Prado single worth drop of a liner from Giancarlo Stanton and an RBI hit by Marcelo Zuna. In the seventh innings he's six innings, six innings on 65 pitches, but in the seventh, Justin Bohr takes a 3-2 heater outside, pushes it out to left field for solo home run. Two to one at that point. It looks like Zimmerman might be a hard luck loser. He goes all that way and then even on a good pitch
1: that Board just managed to push out the left field. He takes the goes down two one. Yeah, you know Justin Bohr's a, a big kid and, and uh didn't get all of that swing but certainly got enough of it to get it out. Um, you know, Zimmerman had a typical Zimmerman night. Uh fewer hits than innings pitch, no walks, only struck out four. I mean, this is the Jordan Zimmerman that uh um that we are accustomed to seeing. The velocity still isn't uh, exactly where it should be, but after the game he was talking to the reporters and, and the tweets that I saw come out said, you know, I'm fine, I'm, I'm not hurt, I, I don't have any lingering pain whatsoever, um, it's just early, my velocity will come back, but he's more concerned about his location and and, and he's pitching very well. Um, he was victimized by his defense there early on, and, um, you know, geez, Jason Worth, you just, there's no excuse for dropping that ball, you know. He was trying to say, well, he had to cross his arm in front of him to make the catch on on the, on the sinking liner. Well, you know, you're a major league baseball player. That ball was hit right at you. Catch the damn ball. Um, there's no excuse for it. And um, you know, at that point, Zimmerman's just got to be thinking to himself, you know, um, you know, this again. But um, but the Nats were able to recover. They uh, um, they you know were, were able to, to shore up the defense and, and just you know, it, it, it's a shame to see these starting pitchers. You know, are uh Zimmerman um we've seen it with Strasburg too go out and pitch like they're supposed to um and and not have any not having any results for it i mean i know the pitchers win um is a ridiculously silly stat but it also places a lot more emphasis on the bullpen um which you know as we've discussed all season long is only going to make their job the more taxing. So, um, really, the Nets just have to play better defense as a whole, um, and it's going to alleviate pressure on the starters, it's going to alleviate pressure on, on the on the relievers. It's just going to make life so much simpler for everybody if they just catch the damn ball. After the Marlins went up on the home run there, 2-1 to one at
0: that point, uh, Clint Robinson takes a walk in the bottom of the seventh doghouse. His pinch runner, Michael Taylor, comes on. One out later, Unel Escobar lines to right field. Giancarlo Stanton bobbles it, but Michael Taylor couldn't pick up the ball off the bat, so he kind of slowed down around second, only able to take third at that point. Looks like the Nationals might have cost themselves with a little bit of a base running gap there, but Jason Worth makes up for his earlier error there, comes through with an RBI single. Hor- I'm not going to say horrible. That's just a little meaner than I like to be, but... Worth should have had that line drive early in the game, but he comes through big here in the seventh inning, ties it up at two with a line drive single. Taylor's base running gap doesn't end up costing them. and
2: Worth drives him in. Yeah, that was that was fortunate to see. Uh, I was kind of wondering if he, he slowed down a little rounding second, I think, you know, again, because he, he didn't pick up the ball and, and thought it was getting played behind him. I didn't see what uh, what uh, Henley was signaling to him right there. Uh, took off for third on the bobble, and he clearly stopping was the right thing to do. He would have been out by a mile if he tried to go around. I think he, even if he had not slowed down, uh, even with that bobble, I think it, it might have been a close play there. Uh, maybe he scores, but, you know, he, he got there anyway when work singled him in. So, good going, kid.
0: Dave Bryce Harper, we talked about his strong throw home earlier in the show, but two walks again tonight, 20-game on base streak with the first walk of the night. Uh set him up there for Ryan Zimmerman with the bases loaded. to hit a sack fly for the Nationals' first run, but just really impressive patience by Bryce Harper here. You can start to see getting to the point where if he's not swinging at it, it's not strike. You're getting some respect from the umpires for his batting eye up there and didn't get any hits tonight, but those two walks, one of them ended
1: up being really big. Yeah, you know, uh, the first walk uh, was, was five pitches. The Phelps started him off with a knuckle curve. Um you know, a couple of fastballs, a slider. It's just this is is you know you know we're just going to be repeating this here. Um, you know the second the second walk, a couple of change ups, another couple of knuckle curves. I mean, they're just pitchers are deferring to Bryce Harper at this point. They're not giving him anything to hit. Um, I think it says something about the way that the um, the players respect Harper. I think it also says something right now about how. Uh, teams are game planning for the Nationals. They're saying, "Okay, look, don't let Harper beat you. You know, pitch Harper to the outside if he wants to make a mistake and, and swing at a ball. Let him, um, and then go after other guys." And, and right now, um, you take the Nats' offense as a whole, and, and it's been working. I mean, tonight they put up six runs. Um, it's a nice departure since they uh, win back-to-back one-to-nothing games, which is certainly not not a sustainable st- skill. So, um, all props to Harper for exercising the patience. Um, it's going to be up to the rest of the Nats um, hitters to uh, to make teams start the game plan differently for Harper because right now it's pretty much uh, don't let him beat you. Uh, if you can get him out on your pitch, go ahead and do it. Otherwise, give him the base and go face somebody else.
0: So I guess before we wrap up here with some of the bad news on the night, uh, I was impressed by David Phelps. Dave just mentioned him. He's a- acquired along with Martin Prado and the deal that sent Nathan Eavoli and Garrett Jones to the Yankees, moved into the uh, rotation after starting in the pen when Henderson Alvarez is DL'd, 153 ERA, 13, 172 233, 206 line as a starter and 17 2 3 before tonight those so six and a third innings, six hits, two earned runs, three walks, four K's not a really impressive fastball, but I was enjoying watching that knuckle curve on TV tonight. Uh, impressive outing from David Phelps, the first look I got him so, of, of him since I don't watch the bastardized version of baseball they play in the American League. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not sold on him yet. I, I don't believe in him. He's, he's had good results so far this season. It seems to me it's based on an unsustainably good Babbitt. Uh, we've seen that he can walk people, doesn't have high strikeout numbers, uh, I, I'm still gonna tag him with some guy I'd never heard of, even though now I've heard of him. Uh, he's, he's gonna have to put up some more good performances here for me to buy into him. And I I'd just like to say here, what about Span's play in the sixth? Oh my God, running back on that uh, that deep liner that that Stanton hit. I was, if you remember your geometrical constructions, I was sitting on the <laughs> perpendicular bisector of the ground path of that of that uh, hit, and I could see. Nerd how it was falling and <laughs> Nerd's not gonna get to it. And he got to it. Fan is good at baseball, he feels well. We haven't raved about it all season, so I'm gonna rave about it. That man's a good fielder. As
0: yeah, F.D. and Bob are mentioning on the on the show tonight, uh
2: the game, whatever, during the broadcast.
1: The ability
0: to know where that ball is going to land and sprint full out and get to the exact spot where it ends up being is really impressive, and we've seen it over and over again from Denard Stan. I'm sure you have a great view of it up there from the third deck in that spark. So, Always enjoyable when I get to watch him live and just see how much distance he's actually covering up there. So, We'll go from the praise for Stan, though, to the bad news of the night. Anthony Rendon in D.C. today to see Dr. Weenie Diogi His left side tightness, they wanted an official... Uh, diagnosis of what's going on there. It's a left oblique strain like most of us feared as soon as we heard the tightness in the left side comments the last couple days, Dave. Oblique strain, we're going to have another couple weeks
1: without Anthony Rendon here. He just can't seem to get his 2015 campaign started. No, and the problem here is that with an oblique strain or a muscle pull in your side, um, there is no rehab. I mean, essentially they have to shut him down completely um, for Three, four, five, six weeks, depending on the severity of it. Um, it's almost like breaking a rib. You know, there, there's nothing you can do. You can't splint it. You can't do surgery on it. Uh, essentially, you just have to, to, you know, to rest, rest and ice it, and, and 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 wait till it goes away. And and that's really troubling because um, you know Rendon has been stop and start and stop and start, and now he's going to be completely shut down for, like I said, anywhere three, four, five, six weeks, depending on the severity. And then he's going to have to start, you know, getting in shape and then in baseball shape. So this is very, very uh, uh, potentially a two-month injury here, um, which, you know, you know, we joked, joking aside earlier in the year when we said, you know, Memorial Day, I mean, we're really looking at the All-Star break before Rendon uh, comes back to being an active participant on this team. Uh, you know, if then, it's just it's really um, a shame that – he's out for one injury um and and whether he was pressing or or rushing or whatever to get back in the lineup um pulls a muscle in his side and now the whole thing's exacerbated and and he's going to be out for even longer but i i guess the the silver lining if anybody wants to take a silver lining on this is that the knee should be absolutely 100% by the time he gets to start activity again yes, i guess we can hope for the best case yeah. scenario you know you know that's good. what was that talking guess? <laughs>
2: Yay? The <laughs> knee uh, will be
0: Good? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we saw Yuno know, Escobar come back within a month from an oblique strain earlier this spring, so you can kind of hope for the best-case scenario for Rindo, and That's not the way the season's going for him so far, but we'll, we'll put all our hope in it and hope he comes out well, because we we'll want to see him back on the field back at second or third base. I don't care at this point as long as he's back swinging a bat for the Nationals, but they win it without him tonight, 6 to 4 over the Marlins. Keep the winning stuff going after beating the Mets two in a row. Marlins tomorrow night again. Steven Strasburg against Matt Latos in Nationals Park at 7 10, 05 p.m. Nats Nightly, really sponsored by the District Sports Page and FederalBaseball.com. Tanner Roark, closer. You got to love it. Talk to you guys tomorrow.
2: Go, Nats.